Hello and welcome to the first episode of Locked On HBCU Podcast, the only daily podcast covering HBCU sports, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Reggie Flood. You can follow me on Twitter at rflood28, host of the longest-running radio show in Louisiana, The Jaguar Journal, host of the daily radio show, The Sports Report on WBOK, and a proud HBCU alumni. This is the place that you need to be if you want to know about HBCU sports, band, and the whole culture of HBCUs. We're going to bring you the best and most exclusive and widest coverage of HBCUs anywhere in the world. This is where you should be for real HBCU knowledge, real HBCU coverage. We'll have coverage all across the nation from the largest HBCUs to the smallest, from the SWAC to the MEAC to the CIAA, and even those HBCUs who play in the Big South or in the Red River Conference. We're going to cover from Division I all the way to Division III. We'll give you the best in HBCU coverage with a partnership between Locked On and Tegna Incorporated. We'll bring you the best in HBCU coverage with people like Mo Carter from WZDX in Huntsville, Alabama. Jeff Jones from KVUE in Austin, Texas. Leslie Foster from WUSA in Washington, D.C. All giving you the best at HBCU coverage, just like we promised, on a daily basis. That's what we'll give you here on Locked On HBCU. The first thing we want you to understand is that we aren't new. There are a lot of places out there that say they give you information on HBCUs or they're trying to take advantage not here. This is authentic. We'll have HBCU graduates and HBCU people who cover HBCUs all across the country will be joining us here on Locked on HBCU. So, you know, this is the place that you want to be where this is the inaugural episode. We're going to give you some things uh, just to kind of guide you and let you know where we want to be and where we want to go with this. There's been a lot of things going on in the HBCU world right now. And from Jackson State hiring coach Deion Sanders to the emerging from big teams like Florida and m and Bethune-Cookman coming over to the SWAC, the MEAC having uh, being shrunk, uh, North Carolina A&T and Hampton going to a new conference, Tennessee State hiring Eddie George, Edward Waters moving up from NIA, NAIA to Division II. So there's been a lot of changes in HBCU sports, and we know that you've been seeing them. If you're here with us, we know that you've been watching and you have an interest in that. And we're trying to give you somewhere where you know that you can get factual information. And as we cover it, as we get more information, I don't think you'll find any entity across the country that'll give you the coverage that will give you the in-depth coverage, as a matter of fact, with a network of writers, reporters, digital media people who are across the country, who have a love for HBCU sports and go, or will be joining us on a almost daily basis to tell you the information and give you the information that you need. I tell you what, when, when I first thought about doing this and when it was first introduced to me, I was so excited about it. And I thought, I think you guys will be excited. I don't care what part of the country you're from, whether you're from deep and swag country in Itabina, Mississippi, or whether you're way out in Greensboro, North Carolina, or up in Delaware. I don't care. We're going to have something for you to talk about. 
We're going to provide you with the information. We're going to try to cover as many things and as many groups. We're going to even talk band. So we'll we'll tell you some more about that later in the show. But we're even going to talk band. We're going to talk football when it's football season. Probably talk a little basketball, talk some volleyball since that's during the fall. We're, we're going to cover all things HBCU sports. I don't think it's just going to be a football podcast. While football will be our specialty, and of course, that's the bread and butter, we're going to try to cover as many sports, including uh, our Olympic sports, and cover the women's side of sports in, at our HBCUs too. So we're going to try to give you as much information as we can on a daily basis, and that'll be another factor. The fact that we're on daily, we'll be able to be able to be in touch with you a little bit more than just say people, just say any other show. <laughs> I won't say other, I'll say any other show. We're going to give you more information and we'll be in touch with you on a daily basis. And you'll be able to reach out to us. You'll be able to catch us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can catch me all the time on Twitter at rflood28. You can find us, find me on Facebook at Reg Flood. And you'll be seeing our Twitter pages for HBCU, uh, Locked on HBCU. You'll find our Facebook pages. We're going to have all of those up for you guys. And we'll be able to respond. So if there are things that you want to talk about or information that you want us to have or you think we should know, you'll be able to respond to us on social media. We'll be very responsive to that. So just know that. Know that we'll be available and know that we'll give you the best HBCU sports coverage that you can possibly get. I promise you that that is no doubt about that. I don't say that with any hesitation that that we will we will not give you the best HBCU sports coverage that you will get anywhere in the country on a daily basis nationally. So, you know, you got to stay tuned on a daily basis. We'll be here giving you what you need. And as we go on, you'll you'll find that the show will present you with some things that are really enjoyable. And you know, one of the things that we like to celebrate is the freedom of choice. Do you know how many delicious flavors that are in a built bar? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a built bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't have a built bar fave, where you're missing out. Let me tell you, that's coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry. You know what my favorite flavor is that I didn't mention? Double chocolate. Of course I like double chocolate, man. Yeah. <laughs> look, you know, some chocolate just, and you, look, the thing, a great thing is I love chocolate. And they tell you, well, you shouldn't have too much chocolate. And well, with Built Bar, it's healthy. So you can have the double chocolate. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's the double chocolate. If you haven't tried the, all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each nine flavors go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your order that's lock 15 at built.com i tell you what we are you know we're, we're talking about hbcu sports and that has me excited it has me wanting to 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 be involved i wanted to be involved in this if you look at the sea changes that have gone on in the swag the swag has expanded to 12 teams. Florida AM, Bethune Cookman have now moved over to the SWAC. And that is a big deal. The SWAC is the first HBCU super conference. And that's why we're kind of talking about them first. Uh, you, you've, you see the, the, some of the blue bloods of HBCU football have always been in the SWAC. 
you know, the Gramlings, the Southerns, the Jackson States, even the Alcorns, who, who people don't realize Alcorn has produced so many great players. You know, everybody thinks of Steve McNair, but you forget guys like Donald Driver. You know, Donald Driver came out of Leslie. Uh, Leslie Frazier came out of Alcorn. You know, uh, um, Isaac Hope came out of Alcorn. The, old, the man, the only man they said that ever held Jerry Rice down. Isaac Hope came out of Alcorn, not to mention Larry, legendary coach Marino Castle. So Alcorn is, is I consider Alcorn a blue blood. A lot of people don't consider them. But when you talk about the likes of Grambling, Jackson State, Southern, Alcorn, all being blue bloods of, of HBCU football. And then you add Florida and M into the mix. You add a Bethune into the mix. And now the SWAC has become a 12 team power conference that spreads from Texas all the way to Florida. That's incredible. And so we're going to talk about that a lot, along with the fact that Coach Deion Sanders is now in the league. We want to make sure we call him Coach. Because uh, <laughs> Deion Sanders is in the league, and yet you guys can chuckle along with us. Uh, but now that he's in the league, he's drawing more attention to the SWAC from a national, national standpoint. And the SWAC also has great leadership and Dr. Charles McClellan. And that's one thing you'll see or hear about on this show. You'll see people or hear people like Dr. Charles McClellan, the commissioner of the Southwestern Athletic Conference, join in on this show sometimes. He'll, he'll come in and he'll, he'll talk to us and let us know what's going on with the SWAC. But you see the SWAC now getting attention from the networks, from the major television networks. You see them getting attention from from more uh, of the podcast networks, more of the blogs and things like that. So this is a big deal. What's going on in SWAC? And you're going to see the SWAC is going to be there zero week, zero week to kick off football. That's the very first week of football. You'll see uh, the SWAC MEAC challenge. And we'll be there to talk about it. We're going to be covering that game. I'll be there. And that'll be Alcorn State, who I just talked about, uh, versus North Carolina Central in Atlanta. Uh, zero week seven o'clock kickoff on a Saturday and it'll be on the network it'll be on ESPN so that's where the SWAC is they're doing great things in the SWAC we're going to talk about that as much as we possibly can because we want to get that information out there the MEAC the MEAC has gone through a transition and we're talking about the division one uh HBCU conferences, the MEAC has gone through a transition. They lose Florida and M and Bethune to the SWAC, but they also lose North Carolina A&T and Hampton, who, who change conferences, who go, you know, they change conferences and, and, and leave the conference. So the MEAC is down to five teams now. They're down to five teams, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how the MEAC makes the adjustment. What do, what do they do? What do they consider? Do they consider bringing in new teams? Who are they going after if they're going to bring in new teams? That might that's not going to happen, obviously, right now. But does the MEAC does the MEAC survival contend on them bringing in new teams? Do they need to? And who are they going to go after? Do they try to poach teams from other leagues or do they try to help some teams move up from Division two? We all know that the NCAA, well, we don't all know, but some of us know that this, the fee to move up from Division Two to Division One has become very steep. It's over a million dollars now. So what Division Two teams can afford to move up to Division One? What route will the MEAC take 
because not a, this has a major effect or a major effect on HBCU sports because the MEAC and the SWAC play in what's called the Celebration Bowl. For people who don't know, that's the big bowl game at the end of the year that matches the division, the two Division One HBCUs uh, conferences against each other. And that if the MEAC ceases to exist, what happens to the Celebration Bowl? How does the SWAC do that? One question that's been posed. Will the Celebration Bowl decide to say, well, we're not going to worry about putting the MEAC versus the SWAC. We're going to put the best available HBCU now in, in that game. Now that Hampton and North Carolina A&T are no longer members of the MEAC. They're in, a, you know, they're in another conference. And will those school, will they then say, well, we're going to just scrap this? All black conference, we're going to scrap the MEAC swag and just go with, you know, the best available. Say that North Carolina A&T doesn't go to the playoffs. Say they are available. And they are they want to play in the in the in the bowl game, in the celebration bowl. Does the celebration bowl go to that format? We don't know yet, but the MEAC survival depends on if they can bring in some more teams. Right now they're they're there, but they're they're existing. But can they bring in some more teams? We see Norfolk State made a big move. Norfolk State hired away a very successful coach from Southern University. Southern University is known as one of the blue bloods of HBCU athletics. So for them to hire away the, a winning coach from Southern University, that was a big move and a big commitment from Norfolk State. And we'll see if Norfolk State, you know, what happens in the MEAC. We'll see what happens. So that that's going to be a part of it. It's a lot going on, and we're going to try to get it all covered here on Locked On HBCU. So make sure you always tune in on a daily basis because we're always going to have something different. And you know where else you can find out great information about sports? Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including. MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. So this is the place to be bet online. Before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up, bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoff. Head to the website to use your mobile device or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Use promo code locked on. Come on now. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> And, you know, for today uh, on this episode, I just want to let everybody know we're not just going to cover HBCU sports. We are going to cover the HBCU culture and landscape. So if you know anything about the HBCU culture and landscape, while we talk about football and basketball, there is no way you can't talk about the bands. So on Wednesday, we're going to do zero to the fifth. And if you follow HBCU sports, you know what zero to the fifth is. If you don't, I'll explain it to you. At every HBCU football game, there's a zero quarter and there's a fifth quarter. That means 
the battle of the bands. That's what's going to happen. Zero quarter before any football kicks off. There's already a battle going on in the stands. The bands are jockeying for position to see who can get there before the other one. So they can call do what they call blow on the other band as they march in the stadium. That's the zero quarter before the game and the fifth quarter. That's the post game battle of the bands. So we're going to do zero to the fifth. So that'll include the zero quarter. We'll break down halftime and we'll break down the fifth quarter. We're going to have our band people come in and talk about that. We'll have a conversation about that. So don't think we're leaving the band people out. See, I'm, I'm not a band guy, but I know some. <laughs> I'm not a band expert, but I know some band experts. So I'll get those guys in and we'll have a conversation. Maybe we'll have somebody. We'll have somebody from the east, from the south, from the west, and kind of have them mix it up a little bit. We'll do a battle royal from on the zero to the fifth on Wednesdays. On Tuesdays, we'll recap. We'll recap what's going on in every conference from not every conference, but as many as we can get in. We'll start out with the SWAC and the MEAC, of course. The Division One conferences. We'll we'll recap the action from the week. Maybe get some people in to talk about those games, the big games that have gone on, and you know, give you what you need in terms of the inside information about teams, games, injuries, what may have happened. Like I said, just break those games down, talk about them on Thursdays. On Thursdays, it's always preview day. On Thursdays, we'll talk about the big games coming up for the weekend. And we'll talk, we'll even talk about the big battle of the bands that are coming up. So it'll all be a part of that on Thursday as we give you the previews and we'll cover the, the SWAC, MEAC and our division two and division three schools as we talk about all the big games from each division of HBCU uh, athletics. Friday, it'll be fun Friday. We'll kind of give you all of the fun things. We'll probably talk about the tailgate. I'll probably have some people come in and talk about the tailgate menu. We'll talk about who does the best tailgates because we're going to cover the whole culture. Like I promised you, we're going to cover the whole culture. So we'll talk about who does the best tailgates, who has the biggest tailgates, who claims that they have the biggest tailgates and who has the most fun at their tailgates. So that's that's a that's a whole argument within themselves. That's almost as big as the football game and the band, battle of the bands, the tailgate party. So we'll do some of that on Friday while we also talk sports. You know, we'll also include like a, we, I promise you, we include some of the Olympic sports. We'll talk about uh, the volleyball. We'll talk about some of the fall sports, talk about soccer a little bit. Both of those are Olympic sports. Both of those are, are women's sports in the SWAC and in, uh, in the SWAC in particular. But we'll talk about some of those sports too. include them because we want to be inclusive. We want to have everybody involved and during the week. We'll sprinkle in. We'll sprinkle in some of that, too. But on Fridays, that'll be our focus as we lead into the weekend, the big weekend, come big weekends coming up of football now and basketball later. So you're going to have to tune in every day to find out because it's going to be something different every day. And in between that time, we'll talk about whether it be coaching changes, administrative changes, surprises, transfers, injuries, whatever comes up we'll be able to give you that daily update on what's going on in HBCU sports. Like I told you earlier, nobody in the country is going to cover us. I'll, I'll even go this far. Nobody in the world is going to cover HBCU sports like Locked On HBCU. So make sure you go 
subscribe, go wherever you get your podcast from, subscribe, go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, subscribe, then go follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, rflood28 on Twitter or Reg Flood on Facebook. You know, so and we're going to have the the locked on HBCU. We have its own Twitter page coming up very soon. We're going to have our own Facebook page coming up soon. So all those things will be available. I know you heard me say that at first, but I just wanted to reiterate that to you guys to let you guys know that we will be providing you with the best coverage of HBCU sports and we'll cover the whole culture. It just won't be one thing we might even have. We might even get into cheerleading because we know. For those who don't know, cheerleading is also a big competition. <laughs> There's there are two styles of cheerleading on the uh, one in one conference and one in the other conference. You know, the CIAA has their own brand of cheerleading, while the SWAC and the SIAC has their brand. So we'll even get into that every now and then. There, there's competition all over and things to talk about. We'll talk about the trend in quote unquote celebrity coaches coming and coaching in in uh, HBCU football because. I say celebrity coaches as opposed to former NFL guys because former NFL guys have always coached in the, in the uh, HBCU world. There have been a ton of former NFL guys who coach in there. There are a ton of NFL guys who are still coaching in HBCU football right now. But now you're getting guys who are more celebrity NFL NFL guys like the Deion Sanders or Eddie George. So we're, we'll talk about that trend. Will that trend continue if, in fact, Coach Sanders can be successful at Jackson State or Coach George is successful at uh, Tennessee State. You're seeing two different methods being used or will teams look at what's going on and, and maybe stick going the traditional route? I think it's going to all be all about success. Who has the most success? We've seen a lot of the spotlight be put on Jackson State because of Coach Sanders celebrity. And will that pay dividends for him? That remains to be seen, you know. You can have a lot of publicity, but if you don't win the championships, <laughs> sometimes that spotlight can turn on you. So we'll we'll talk about those things and we'll get into some of the issues, you know, from financing to uh, alumni support and a lot of the issues surrounding HBCU sport. So we'll cover all of those things on Locked On HBCU. I'm Reggie Flood. I want to thank you for joining us. So make sure you tune in tomorrow because we'll be back. It's Locked On HBCU Sports on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.